Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, I have on Dr. Erica Brown, who is a coach, a podcast host, and is just a powerhouse in general. So Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sammy. I'm excited to be here. Yes. I love the term powerhouse. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's great. I'm super excited to chat with you today. My listeners, a little bit more about what you do, who you are, and just dive into the journey to get to this point today. Yeah. So what I am is I'm a coach and consultant. So I have a business that I founded last year in the middle of the pandemic called Dr. Erica by Design. And essentially I work with female entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, who are struggle from what I call like squirrel syndrome or like mental disorganization. I help them create solid implementation in their business. The story of how I got there, I always say I was a confused child. I started as everybody in my age demographic did, you know, go to school, get a job, ended up becoming a pharmacist and working in big pharma for 16 years. So from the outside looking in, I had the greatest career ever. I was traveling. I had a company car and, you know, was going internationally. But of those 16 years, I was probably miserable 15 years. Wow. And it all kind of came to a head. Your body kind of knows when you're stressed. Your body knows when it's like, you need a break. This is not working for you. And I had some medical issues and eventually found myself on a work trip in beautiful San Diego on my balcony, looking out the ocean, ready to just jump. Like, I just wanted to jump and just like, it would be so much easier to just leave this stress and depression and anxiety that came with this position that was making me miserable. So went through that and actually stayed in corporate for a few years after that, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually got to the point where it's like, life is too short, right? Life is too short. When you are 90 years old, 80 years old, and you're sitting on that rocking chair and me and my hubby are there and we're reflecting, I didn't want to look back and say, I spent all my life in this job that I didn't like. I wanted to be able to look back and say, I tried to do X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, I did X, Y, and Z, or I gave it a chance and I bet on me. And once I had that mentality, it was like, you have to make a change, Erica. You have to just step out on faith and believe that you are meant to be more than just your title. You're more than your degrees, which brought me to leaving my job in May of last year. I love that. That is powerful. Thank you for sharing that story. I appreciate your vulnerability, truly. I can resonate to some aspects of that story. And it's so crazy how just people have this like aha moment and then their whole life changes for them. And it happens at different points in everyone's lives. I mean, for me, it happened when I was 17. And for you, it happened after working in a corporate job for 16 years. And so I think that it's it's incredible that 
humans can have that moment where like they're like, oh crap. They're like, I got to do this thing for the rest of my life. And so what was sort of the things that brought you back to like feeling like a person feeling like a human again that had a purpose that was really able to live a life? I think there were a few things, Sammy. So when I was on that ledge, what stopped me was my sister called and she put my niece on the phone. So imagine having your younger niece trying to talk you off of literally a ledge. (laughs) That kind of brought me back to reality quickly. It's like, Eric, you have to figure out your life because you have people that depend on you. You have people that love you. You want to show a good example for her. So that was number one, was just that support system. The other thing I think that brought me back to just feeling human and and really finding myself again as Erica beyond being the pharmacist or Dr. Erica, whatever you want to call it, was I had to sort of travel back in time a little bit and really find those things that used to bring me joy as a kid. When you're a kid, you just play. You just play. And when you become an adult, play kind of becomes like a taboo word because it's non-productive or it's like you're wasting your time. And I had to just rediscover who I was as a kid. And as a kid, I just loved dressing up. I loved kind of just role-playing and just being different characters. And I owe it to my husband because my husband is a comic book fan and collects Transformers. And like one of his big things was he wanted to go to New York Comic Con. And I'm a science geek. So I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> sure. New York, why not? Yeah. The con, to me at that point, the con was just like icing. I was like, I'm going to New York. <laughs> so we go to the con and I'm like, well, I guess I should dress up. I don't know. But people are going to think I'm crazy. Like this is in my head, Sammy. People are going to think I'm crazy if I dress up. So I went like this low key Iron Heart, which is a female Iron Man, low-key outfit, like sweatpants and a tank top. And I was terrified. And I got there and I'm like, who are these people? They're amazing. Oh my gosh. And then people actually recognize my character. They're like, Iron Heart, Iron Heart. And my husband was like, babe, they're talking to you. They want to take your picture. And I'm just like, what do you mean they want to take my picture? Like, I'm just in sweatpants and a tank top. But That whole experience, no matter how simplistic it was at the moment, was like earth just shattering for me because I found my peeps in a way. Like through cosplay, I got this confidence, this courage to just do anything and try anything because the truth of the matter was being a pharmacist, being in pharma, people thought I was crazy. They thought I was crazy. Like, why are you wasting your money to dress up for Halloween on a non-Halloween day? Like, why are you flying all over the place to go to these different cons? And at that point, it's like, you know what? People are going to think you're crazy regardless. There's always going to be somebody that thinks you're crazy. There's always going to be somebody that thinks you're doing something dumb or wasting your money or wasting your time. So I no longer care what you think because this makes me happy. This makes me excited. This brings back my creativity. This brings back just so much joy and peace and energy all at the same time for me. So that was like the thing that did it for me, which is being able to just find that creative outlet and just express who I am. Yeah. I love how you said in the beginning that you went back to sort of like what brought you joy as a kid. And I find that so impactful because as we grow older, we have, we're more conscious of a lot of things in the world and we forget about 
the time when we didn't really have a care in the world. We were taken care of it by our parents and and we were just doing our own thing. And whatever we liked, we liked and that was it. And now societal norms impact us and just everything, our own personal beliefs impact us. And I think passion stems from what brings you joy when no one is looking when you don't have to put on this mask or portray this persona for the people who you walk outside your door to. Passion is that thing that it just makes you happy. You find your people through it. You know, you do all the things and like what, after you went to that New York Comic Con, what was like, how did you begin to sort of, I guess, reinvent your life and, and travel around the world to different cons? And like, what was that like? Like, what was that process like? It was stepwise, right? Because <laughs> after the first con, it was still, I was still a little bit timid. But I think for me, it was, I find joy in going to the cons, but I find more of my peace and joy in creating the costumes, the cosplay. So the process for me was really finding characters that would bring other people joy. And I think that's what I love about cosplay is that I find these characters that people forgot about. Like I've done Jessica Rabbit, I've done Elvis Scissorhands. So finding those things that not only bring me joy, but bring other people joy. I guess that kind of answers your question. I don't know if that really answers your question or not, Sammy. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. doesn't even ask me again. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes total sense. And, and I think that that, is a step in it, which is like, now I'm doing something for another person. And so I have to sort of show up for them, which means I have more of a, you know, a reason to be. I'm doing this thing. And when I go to these cons, it's like, I have a reason to be. And I think that's, you know, it's pretty impactful because when you think about it, if you have sort of like just your own thing going on and you're not really doing it for anyone else, you don't feel like you're making an impact. It's like, why the heck am I doing this for? Like, there's no point. But when you see the impact you make, it makes it a thousand times worth it. It makes all those sleepless nights worth it. I think that's like, that is a key factor to it. It's like, even if it's just your brother, your younger brother, younger sister, you said your niece before, like even just like one person like that, like just knowing that you make an impact can transform the way you view the things you're doing every single day. Because sometimes you get to the point where it's like, I'm doing the same things every single day. Why am I doing them for? And if you know it's because of that impact you're making, then boom, it's golden. And I would also say along those lines, I think one of the biggest impactful moments that I had was when a little girl saw me as Jessica Rabbit. Now, everybody knows Jessica Rabbit is not a princess, right? Let's be honest. She's not a princess. But to that little girl, I was the most beautiful princess she had ever seen. And she was just so excited to take a picture with me. And that always stuck with me in my heart. So I think to your point, you know, it's, it is the impact that you're having on other people. But I also think for me, cosplay, it gave me the courage to be me, like I said, and to kind of venture out. And it also, I don't think I would be an entrepreneur right now if I hadn't done it, because I think I would have been too scared of what people would say about me leaving my corporate job. I would have been too scared to do a Facebook Live or to have a podcast or to be on your podcast. So I think all that courage just kind of, it just overflows into my life and how I just see the world and how I'm able to interact with the world now because I just feel a lot more free, a lot more free to be me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I started this podcast like when I was in high school and like I was, yeah, I mean, it was only two years ago, but um, <laughs> but well, now I feel old. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. no, 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 you're you're not. Don't worry, don't worry. 
But when I first started, like I was that kid who I'm a huge introvert, but I was a kid who didn't really talk to anyone. I was the kid who just like kept themselves and didn't really care about anyone else's business. And I just was like, I was like, focus on my things. And that was it. And this podcast, like I was forced to talk to other people. I had to have, you know, I, I didn't have to, but I wanted to have guests on the podcast. I wanted to have different voices on the podcast. And I started out with people I was comfortable with. I started out with my friends and my teachers. And then I was like, wait, I was like, I interviewed them all already. What do I do now? And so I joined podcast groups and I was like, I have to interview strangers now. And I was like, this is a thing that I'm gonna have to do. And so uh, luckily I've learned how to sort of deal with the whole situation but it was nerve-wracking at first I mean I still get nervous to this day for people you know and it's like it just I feel so much better though in just every area of my life just from interviewing people on this podcast and it's so fascinating how like one thing could like change everything about your life yeah I completely agree I'm an introvert too believe it or not (laughs) I am and even in doing cosplay right starting my own podcast just like you I was terrified terrified. I was going to sound ridiculous. I was going to have dead air, like everything that could possibly go wrong. I thought was going to go wrong for the show. But to your point, it's like, once you get into it and once you start having these conversations and sharing the stories of, for me, my show is all women sharing their stories, the way that you feel inside when you're done and the way that you feel inside when you can see the guests and their faces and their emotions and you hear from the people that are watching or listening, it just does something for your soul. You know what I mean? Like it just, it makes it all worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are my favorite days of the week because I got to interview people and just talk and just have them share their stories and know that it's going to make an impact on someone else's life. And so It's super, super fun for me. But I want to ask you, because I'm actually very, very curious about this. What was like that moment where you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a coach and a consultant. Like, how did that shift become? It was a long shift. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long winding road. So a lot of people probably look at me and think like, oh, one day she just quit her job. But literally, I have been working on myself ever since that day I was on the ledge, right? on myself and just trying to figure out why that would happen or why I would want to do that. So I had a coach in the past. I've had several different coaches that kind of helped me work through what it was that I wanted to do. And I've tried several different things from fitness to travel, whatever. But it came down to the fact that I think I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I always tell my husband, I don't like people, which is so not true. (laughs) But... I can't explain it. Like, I feel like I'm not, I don't fit into that space of corporate. I just never felt comfortable there. I always felt like I could do something better (laughs) or I could make it better, you know, and just working for other people. I don't think it's something that is meant for me. So I knew that I needed to figure out something that I could do. Now, entrepreneurship, some people say they have the entrepreneurial bug. I did not. That was never my dream But I, like I said, I knew I had to get something. I had to figure out something. So I'm kind of like the learning entrepreneur because I'm learning as I grow. So I think once I figured out that I could no longer stay in corporate and I began to hear stories from women who felt like me, I kind of had this passion to want to help them, to help them make those career transitions, sort of help them say, screw society. I don't care what you think. I'm going to do me. And if I'm a doctor and I want to be a stripper, I'm going to go be the best stripper I can or whatever you want to do. Absolutely. You know, that's kind of how my entrepreneurial journey started. I was working with those types of women. And 
as I've learned, and as any entrepreneur out there learns, kind of where you start sometimes is not where you end up going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, so I started to work with those women and realize that I was completely leaving out a part of me that is innately me, that actually is my passion, which is organization planning and just kind of strategy. And I started to lean into that more. And that's where my entrepreneurial journey is ending up now is working still with women who've made those career transitions. But now I get to use my skills to make sure that their stories are being told. Because honestly, I am sick of looking up like top entrepreneurs in the world and it's all men. It's the year of the lady. It's the year of the woman. And I want to help all the women entrepreneurs get their shine, get on, do their thing so that they can change the world. Absolutely. I love that mission so, so, so much. That was powerful for sure. I mean, it's so true. It's like there are so many of us out there, but like we, I feel like there's like, we're not represented in the same way that male entrepreneurs are. It's like they're these like big, strong, and like just like these people who are like, like powerhouses, but it's more of like, it's very like, they're on some sort of like pedestal in a sense, right? But it's like women are doing the same things that they are. Like we're hand in hand right next to each other. So why aren't we recognized the same way? Why can't a woman be number two or number, you know, even number one, like in that list? And so I definitely feel that that is something that needs to be changed for sure. And like you said, like, the entrepreneurial journey changes every step of the way. You know, I started out wanting to be a personal development speaker. I now run my own social media agency. Don't really know how, you know, one correlates with the other, but somehow I fell in love with both of it. And I'm, you know, continuing to do both of it at the same time because it just brings me so much joy and it brings me purpose to help other speakers, podcasters find more time in their day by giving up some things. And so I love, love, love your mission. Before I roll in to the final question of this podcast episode, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on the web, on social, all the places. Go for it. Yeah, I make it kind of easy. So my website, you can go to, it's DrErikaByDesign.com. It's Erica with the K. Spelled the right way. Um, <laughs> and then you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Erica by Design. Yes. And all of her links will be in the show notes below. For the final question of the podcast, this is a question that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on. So based off of the title, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? One tip to give them based on how I fashioned my passion. Oh, well, I think I said it already. It's screw what society thinks. Just, <laughs> we've been lied to. <laughs> it's not about your title. It's not about your, your degree. It's about you doing what makes you happy. You doing what you are innately put on this earth to do. You doing what you're designed to do in your lifetime. And going after it wholeheartedly and doing it unapologetically. I love that so much. It is so, so, so true. You've spoken so many truths today. Erica, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And for those of you listening, I will talk to you guys next week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.